Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. <laughs> One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Man, oh man, oh man. Something going on real good today. You ought to feel blessed today. The fact that God woke you up and gave you another opportunity. You know, every day you wake up is another chance. It's a chance for all of us to get better, to get it right, to get on the right path. To stop heading the wrong way. Every day you wake up, that's your opportunity. See, because he's going to keep waking you up because he has a plan for you. You know, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, I don't I don't I don't know when he makes his call and, 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 you know, who gets called home when I can't explain it. I don't have that answer. I'm not him. I'm not God. I don't claim to be. I don't I don't understand it all sometimes. But God has an amazing way. But as long as he's waking you up, I do know this. God ain't through with you yet. God has a plan for you. Your job is to identify, identify the plan. You know, that's that's clearly what I need for you to do. You know, um, oftentimes the thing that you're looking for, it's right there inside of you. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people I meet uh Mr. Harvey, Mr. Harvey, can I speak to you for a minute? Yeah, man, what's up with you? Um, Man, I was just wondering, man, I've been trying to, and I wanted to know, man, can you give me a good agent? Can you give me a good uh, lawyer? Can you give me a good... Now, look, if you got some legal problems, I understand you're going to need some help right there. But the majority of questions I get asked is about their future, about their place in this world, about their mission, about what they're trying to do, how they're trying to figure out, and then how to go about doing it. 
But the answer I must remind all of you is always within yourself. It starts right there. See, a lot of people burn up a lot of time looking around, trying to find someone. If I could just meet them, if I could just get on her show, man, if all if I could just get to his show, I beat and made it. That's not that's not necessarily the case. Because, see, just like every time you put your put your uh, faith in a person or an event or occurrence or or some type of thing that you imagine yourself being in there and that'll do it for you. Imagine of all the people who've made it without. You know, I look at everybody talking, about, man, if I could get on so and so's show, that'll do it for me, man. Somebody else got on that show and they blew up, man. If I could just make it to that show. Do you know how many people have made it without that? So see, when you start focusing in on what your idea of how to make it is and your idea of how to make it does not include your relationship with God, you're spinning your wheels. Man, it's a vicious cycle you're in now. And I'm asking everybody to get out of that cycle. Get out of looking for someone and something. The answer is within you. God resides in you. That burning thing that you have that you just can't get out your head, that's a seed. God planted that there. That's a seed. It needs watering, nurturing, fertilizing. That's what it needs. It it didn't it don't ever say, man, I need that other person right there. Now, there are people you will meet that will compliment you, and I can assure you that God will put you in the right place at the right time. I'm almost certain that God will introduce you to everybody you need to be introduced to to make it to wherever it is you all are trying to get to. I'm talking about you and God now. But the moment you take it into your own hands and you make the decision as to who you got to get to, you've just clouded and muddied the waters. See, God's plan for you don't really need your help. Uh Uh-oh. It needs your attention. It needs your focus. It needs your faith. And it needs your hard work. But he needs you to listen. It needs you to listen more than anything. Listen, keep the faith, and be willing to work your tail off. I don't know how you think it can happen any other way. But then again, I do because I tried to make it another way. So I had to come to the conclusion, hey, man, listen here, dog, this ain't working for you. You got to get some more God here, man. Listen to me. The answer was always within me. The, the moment I sat down with myself and told myself the truth that, hey, partner, you ain't really all that. Hey, partner, regardless as to what people are seeing and stuff, you ain't happy. Hey, partner, this really ain't about you. Hey, partner, you really ain't all that good at this. God is keeping you for a reason. Okay, hold up, Steve. Quit tripping. What I need to do. I just started talking to myself, and then I heard uh, Bishop Jakes say a couple of things. Then I was watching TV. I heard Joel Osteen say a couple of things. And I went, wow, man. Okay, cool. That's pretty slick. I'm going to try that. And when I did it, it changed my life. I am telling you, man, it has been God this whole time. And the God has been residing inside of me, just like the God resides on the inside of you. That's him talking to you, telling you, man, you ought to get it together. Man, making you feel bad. It's sending you on guilt trips. You knowing you wrong. You out there wrong and something telling you you ought not do it. Here's how you know it's God. And Bishop Ulmer taught me this in his book. He's got 
Um, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's a really good book. But it says in there, man, Bishop Omar was talking in this book, and he was saying, the way you know it's not God's voice is if it, it ain't no sin in it. See, how many times have you made up in your mind, I'm going to show this person or I'm going to show that person or I'm going to get this person back. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. You know, the Lord don't like ugly. I'll show you. Well, the Lord don't like ugly, but nowhere in that does it say for you to go show them. It doesn't say that. See, so when you strike out on that mission, you know, um, the God knows in my heart I loved you, but I got to do this because you did me wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ain't got nothing to do with God right there. You can take him out of it. If it's God has no sin in it. So anytime somebody come to me talking about the Lord told me to do this to you and that's the only reason I'm doing it. You need to get yourself right with God. I heard all them threats right there. That ain't God talking to me through you. What are you crazy? If it's God, it has no sin in it. So you got to be careful, man, when you talking to people. We're going to go down here and we're going to do this because this is the right thing to do. If it has something wrong going on, then it can't be the right thing to do. Took me a minute to learn that one. But please get that through your head so you can quit spinning yourself around. And remember, everything you're looking for is within you. It's all right there. Quit wasting your time looking around all the time. Go to your God, man. Talk to him. Go to that spirit that's on the inside of you that's calling you. Stop letting people shake your tree. At the end of the day, somebody going to be right, somebody going to be wrong. All right, y'all. We're going to have a good one today. Tripping a little bit, going through something. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is upon us the beginning of a new day. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing to you the man who is involved in a $3 trillion lawsuit against the music industry. <laughs> claiming to have back pay royalties for publishers and writing and performing rights. Ladies and gentlemen, here to tell us a little bit more about the story, Roscoe Wallace. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, go, what's going on? What's going on, Stevie? Everybody, everybody, Shirley, Carla, Tommy, Junior, Jay, all everybody, listen. Yeah. Here we go. Sir Roscoe? Here's another song. Another song that I am old raw T's on. Uh, two, uh, two, three. Here we go. Purple rain, purple rain. Oh, Lord. Purple rain, purple rain. I have no rain, rain, rain. Purple rain, <laughs> not yellow rain. Not yellow. <laughs> yellow. Uh, 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 you wrote purple rain. All I ever wanted was to be out in that rain. What color was the rain? Rain was calling purple. <laughs> they were saying so much. Just another hit I wrote. Never got royalties from. Just want y'all know the vast diversity. And just yeah. clear out of yeah. abilities I've had over the years. Thank you, Steve, so much for allowing me to explain my lawsuit. Just get it out there. Y'all have a great day. Another hit, Purple Ray. Lord, that was, yeah. y'all be good. Rocco, I'll be see y'all tomorrow. All right, Rocco. Bye. Yeah.
He wrote don't Purple hurt. Rain. Man, Jay, don't say Jay. nothing because he can't Jay. hear us, but you know <laughs> doggone well he didn't write Purple Rain. So you can oh, stop that. It was, he's back? That's where you're okay. wrong. I heard you. <laughs> Hell yeah, I wrote Purple Rain. <laughs> See what y'all don't know, I was friends with Prince Daddy. And his name was What you King. think? <laughs> and of King. 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 What's the inspiration for Purple Rain, Rascal? Purple Rain was, you know, we lived up, you know, he lived there in uh, uh Minnesota. It was coming down to Chicago one time going to Minnesota. And you know, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, factories and stuff was up back then, you know, a lot of factories and everything. <laughs> and a lot of smoking and everything. And one night it got real hazy outside and the rain was coming down and the rain was picking up cubicles. And it was coming up through, coming through the cloud, picking up all them factory smoke. And then all of a sudden the sun came out and, and it shot the shot the rays through it and I be damn, it looked purple. <laughs> so I said, I be damn, that purple rain. So I drove up there to Kane. I told King, I said, man, you know what? I just saw Purple Rain. He said, come here, friend. <laughs> friend, come here. Chill the last in that studio and come over and see Rocco said, Purple Rain. But I asked you nothing about no pink rain. He said, Purple Rain. If you write pink rain, on beat your ass. That could actually happen. That could happen. Thank you, Roscoe. Coming up next. See y'all tomorrow. Another hit. Goodbye. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, we'll have the pastors and church complaints right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is Monday, day after Sunday, so you know what that means. Time for the pastors and church complaints. We gavel most Mm -hmm. audaciously for this moment of equanimity. The sounds you hear in the background only means that Def Jam is not here. The snoring, the gargling, the inhaling, the loss of breath, the asthmatic, the bronchitis, all the breathing difficulties wrapped up into one man, my older brother, Reverend Adnoid. It is time good for morning. church complaints. Good morning, good morning. Here we is. I just we go. have a question to ask you. Is he a COVID? The question is, are you not sick of what he's doing by not showing up? Because if you, if it's okay with you, then it's okay with me. Not showing uh, up, not calling. If it's okay with you, then it's fine with me. Listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. This is not going to work out the way you want it to. I'm the sick of both of y'all. There's got to be what you're sick of more. Who are you sick of more? Okay, that's what I am is most sick of him. Okay, okay. I am most sick of him. We'll get to the bottom of this about what it is today that's causing the absenteeism. But we're going to put up. S T O P to all of this hip yes. sugar honey iced tea, real S O O N. I mean, that's for the kids that's listening to the radio at all. At all, a lot of spelling. You got to be, you got to be a parent to understand that. There, uh-huh. got to spell out in front of them kids. Yes, sir. But my daddy used to try spelling in front of us, but he couldn't spell good, and so my mama just made him say it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, here we go. We had a bit of a problem. This has nothing to do with our church, but we had a problem in Burnswick, Georgia, where they had a hundred black pastors march in Brunswick, Georgia over the weekend, a hundred. They were calling for a hundred. Now the problem was a lot of wives and mothers and girlfriends were calling the church to volunteer their boyfriends and their husbands. And we were not looking, we're looking for black pastors. See, they got it all mixed up. We're looking for black pastors. Oh, they will volunteer. See. Something what else, happened yeah. was a it lot of black God. bastards showed up. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So, oh, way too dude. many. We had way too many. Way too accommodate many. Them. Yeah. Ooh, that had that had to be a huge misunderstanding. <laughs> the women who look real fine from behind, but when you get up close on them, they're not as fine. We'll meet in meeting room five. Is there anything you'd like to say about that? You or uh, in the meeting room, we're asking that everyone face the south wall. Because <laughs> the dough is on the north wall. <laughs> That's all our only request. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Now, we've had some problems with the church program that we're putting on this year. None of the larger members want to be Santa Claus. They think it's fat shaming so we don't have anybody to be santa claus because we're gonna go with skinny ricky now what we're asking you is <laughs> will you pay for the alterations on the santa claus no 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 we're gonna stop this here i'm tired <laughs> of the large membership always uh -huh. gathering together to form some uh -huh. type of organization for fat uh -huh. let me ask you something if we Cause that's all we got at this church. <laughs> now, if we allow Skinny Ricky to be Santa Claus, how uh -huh. is we gonna explain to the babies all these fat ass elves? <laughs> <laughs> Help you, me! You see the problem. I, I you see, see the problem. Be careful. Yeah, the elves yeah. Well, and the reindeers is all bigger than the boss who is Santa Claus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Moving on. And none of them want to be Santa Claus. That's fact. That so we nothing. do have a problem. And you have said that you're not going to pay for the alterations for skin and No, we're not going to do and that. You will we talk to, to the bigger members. Yeah, you'll stop. You this. ate okay. yourself into the role. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Moving on. Thank you. Okay, all right. Here we babies, go. Now we have using, we, wait, 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 wait. We using oh, a less fat babies. Say. Yeah. We using a less fat babies as the elves. Uh-huh. Now the mom and daddy uh -huh. gonna have to be Santa Claus. Uh -huh. Now unless we're gonna change somebody, the story. Somebody gonna have to wear the suit. Somebody gonna have to wear it. Somebody got to suit. Listen to me. Unless we change, we're going to have to change his name. This is how big our church is from Chris yeah. Kringle 
to Krispy Kreme cream. Okay. Moving on. Over the weekend, uh, I noticed uh, last Sunday you really enjoyed yourself at the water balloon baptismal, and I want to know if you'd like to continue that. We filled the balloons up with holy water, and you were allowed to throw them at the members. Do you still want to continue that? You? That's an absolute must. Yeah, you loved it, didn't you? I like the baptizing people, busting them in the head. Cause listen to me, I ain't got to get down in the water. I ain't got to get in uh-huh. the deep water. Yeah, I ain't got to change yeah. my clothes. No, you, you get down I'm telling you, I didn't know your arm was that good. I was surprised at the way huh? you was throwing them. Huh? Oh my God, it was so huh? much fun. Boy, did you see the way I baptized that drug dealer? Yes, yeah, boy. I tried to kill him with the balloon because <laughs> he got my little nephew Quincy strung out right now, and right I know that him. But you got him right in the back of their head. It was it was amazing. Right in the back of their head. Yes, in Thank the back. So it, was, it was amazing. Yeah, you want to continue that. Okay, we've had a cutback on the Christmas program. Here's what we cut it down to to save some money. We got one wise uh, man. We out of time. One angel. Nah, we out of time. Oh, one time, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you time. have to come. You have to speak up. Get your nasal passages clean. I got to talk fast. your head. Yes. But he looks yes. fine, though. That's the crazy part. <laughs> All right. Thank you, pastors. Coming up next, ask the CLO right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about the Astroworld Festival. There's a criminal investigation going on right now. We'll talk about that and... Um, Right now, though, it is time for Ask the CLO. The Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey is in the building, ready for your love questions. Uh, Erica in Southfield, Michigan writes, I am a married man. Oh, I married a man (laughs) that I went to high school with, and he's the best husband and father in the world. We didn't date in high school because I was a nerd and he played football. I am 30 and he's 31, and we've been married for three years but I never felt good enough for him. I finally talked to his mother about how I felt, and she admitted that she felt the same way. I was hurt to the core, and she tried to fix it by saying, but you're a great mom and a God-fearing woman. What if my husband feels the same way? Why did he marry you? Yeah, he Why, you, need to, you, know, you need to stop. You've blossomed from this... Um, Nerd, nerd into this really incredible woman and he recognizes it and let me help you understand something a man gets the baddest chick he can get period if your husband could get better he would have better but he doesn't qualify for better and he can't get better he's married the baddest chick he can get now you need to pick up your self-esteem and quit treating yourself like you used to be in high school and go on and beat and blossom into the woman that you are. And the hell with his mama. <laughs> she probably ain't got nobody. Look at her. Yeah. She look like she all at you. Probably not. <laughs> Quit yeah. asking people their opinion of you. Don't do that. Right. And pick up a better opinion of yourself. Pick up your self-esteem. You're actually fine. Don't worry about it. You're Great tripping. advice. C-L-O. All right, Cynthia in St. Louis says, I've been divorced for a few years and I am dating casually. I had two free passes to a wine tasting and I invited a guy I met online. We had appetizers and we're having a great time until the check came and he didn't make a move to pay for it. Um, I got it, it got a little awkward and I was ready to go. So I asked if he was ready to pay. He said, go ahead. 
I invited him out, so I gotta pay. Um, I didn't really ask him out, but is this a new rule of dating? It's a new rule by a lot of guys. I was just watching online a video of 50 Cent, and he was on the Stephen Colbert show, Drinking Champagne. And he said, let me ask you a question, 50. Whose responsibility is it to pay on the first date? And he said, the person that invited him. Uh, that's a generational of the things that these cats is doing now. It's not the right thing to do. It's not the proper thing to do. Um, and so, you know, you have your answer. Go ahead. These dudes nowadays, they don't even get it. But they don't get it because a lot of y'all women don't make them get it. So you pay for the tab and then just walk away, leave him alone. What do you mean? This is not he your says- guy. What do you explain mean? what you meant. A lot of women don't make them. So no, you all that, don't. So. You all don't have a set of standards. You know, you sit there. You know, you don't expect a man to pay. Then when you do expect him, and he say, "No, nah, go ahead, you pay. You invited me. You've learned your lesson. It cost you some time and some money. Buy your food and going out. A man that won't buy a woman a plate of food. Who is this guy? Yeah. The, you you got some bigger trouble up the road. If you if I don't see you worthy of a plate of food. For some appetizers? Yeah. See, she scared me when she said that. Right. For some app. app. <laughs> now, see, just think now. That's that's for the app for time. Uh-huh. This ain't for nothing else. Uh-huh. So his his value system is off. And a lot of young guys this way today. A lot of young guys. Old school is simple. You ask a woman out, you pay. That's mm-hmm. what it is. The man pays for the date. Now, if you all have an agreement, that's okay. Hey, let me get this one. It's okay. Yeah. But for the man to assume that you're going to pay, uh, you're dealing with a different kind of dude now. Just Cut your losses. Bye-bye. Huh, I'm glad you brought that up. Let me ask you this. Uh, even if there's some women who are at a, if you at a dinner and it's a party of people, and the women who don't have dates, I think a dude should pick their check up, too. If you just well, there, nah, come well, on, nah. gentlemen. Well, yeah, nah. it's just a gentleman thing to do. I mean, some well, people may have a date, and you won't have a date. Nah, you at my on. table. Whoa. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> There's hold nothing on. wrong with that. I, I, I nothing, do. Okay, that's what I do. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Uh-huh. But now, if a guy has a date at the table, and all the women are at the table, I don't know who asked for this date. But the guy is responsible for the woman that he's responsible for. Right. He's not Thank responsible you. for all of her friends. But it, it's a nice gesture if you can afford to do it. It's a nice gesture if you do it. But it's 14 people at the table eating and drinking, and the dude well, was there 14. for one. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. it's a gentleman thing to do. Too. How much right, but there's that's it. not an obligation for no, the guy not. to pick up the tab for everybody at the table. Right. Right. I no. think his obligation is to his date. Gotcha. Junior's never let us pay for a meal. I mean, no. and we're co-workers. Well, we don't. Uncle Steve, well, we you all <laughs> will Steve never, never reach. Pay. I'm and not going to let you pay either. No, yeah. and no. Tommy's no. never because let us pay. that's just our way. But we and old Jay school cats, right? You know. I mean, we old school cats, so we're not going. The ladies that's with us, you're you're under our care. If we go somewhere, if I invite y'all out somewhere, if if we seen somewhere, you all are under our care. Because if y'all's husbands are not there, then I would expect expect y'all's husband 
to, to treat care. my wife the oh, same way. Exactly. And absolutely. Because absolutely. now, you know, because I know Tosh, because I know mm-hmm. Nesto, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. these dudes got wives. I know them. So now when they wife with me, they under my care. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's the gentleman and man way to do it. And I would expect the same thing if Marjorie was with y'all and they was oh, there. If absolutely. something pop off, dog, and somebody somebody get to swinging and you don't cover my girl, you let the right. dude beat her, you mm-hmm. you was there? No. Yeah. No. Me, me, no. me and you, we we forever crossed up. <laughs> forever. All right. You know. So we're moving on. Thanks for clearing all of that up, uh, CLO. Uh, Shasta in Charlotte says, my husband is overly protective of one of his co-workers and it makes me suspicious. He came home about a month ago and told me that his co-worker's husband is verbally abusive. Then she started calling him after work and would talk to him until he got home. I told him it was inappropriate and I didn't like it. My husband maintains that he is only offering emotional support to her and I need to relax. How do I put an end to this? Wow. Well, dog, now. See, you got a problem, man. If you got a wife and you protecting another woman, mm-hmm. you you boy, you got a problem, man. I, you know, I don't know why, you know why you. That's all women gonna say. Why you got to be the one? She ain't got no brother. She ain't got no daddy. Ain't no other coworkers in there. Where the single men in there that like her? And all of a sudden, you got to talk to her and help her out. You finna mess your crib up, bro, trying to save another one. Mm, you're stupid. Right. Why did you <laughs> Thank you, CLO. Wife. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Comedian Afion Crockett was on stage Friday night at the Comedy Zone in Jacksonville, Florida, Duval, when he had an encounter with a white woman that stormed the stage during his show, okay? During his show, he was performing. The woman made a comment about his jokes about sex being too offensive, and Afion told her he is referring to consenting adults and describing his own experiences. Then he took a poll from the audience, and no one, no one was offended. Afian called the lady a Karen and told her to get off his stage. Security escorted the lady off stage while the crowd heckled her. Afian yelled, bye, Karen, uh, as she left. And later, Afian posted a picture of the lady on stage with him with the caption, so tonight I had my first Karen storm the stage like the Capitol. I can't make this sugar honey iced tea up. When I perform, I said what I said. If you don't like it, don't come, okay? Cancel. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I mean, have you guys Can't ever had that experience? Uh huh. Hell yeah. No, not like that. No. Cancel. No, Jay, Jay, stop lying. Well, I had a fight one time. That's a whole oh. different show. Oh. Oh, okay, great. We I thought you never that. had any. It wasn't storming the stage. How, how did he? Well, he didn't quite get up on the stage. No, well, let, can I explain what happened? <laughs> well, why don't <laughs> really you let me tell it? If you let me tell it, you can explain it. Just oh, let me ahead. tell it. Go ahead. Go so ahead. this fool in Memphis. Uh-huh. <laughs> guy heckles Jay. Jay tell him now. Jay going burn. Jay winning. The, the drunk hillbilly comes and tries to climb up on the stage because the stage was elevated. 
the mic with the base of the mic stand. J. Anthony Brown picks up the microphone stand, the uh-huh. base, and busts him dead in the head. Now go ahead and explain. <laughs> yeah, please explain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the reason the hillbilly came on stage I was there. Was go ahead. The reason, uh, because the guy before me that particular night was having a better set. And the hillbilly said, bring the other black guy up there. And I took offense to that. And he, I guess he came on stage to remove me from the stage uh-huh. and put the other black guy up there. And I wasn't having it. And yeah. so I, 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 I hit him in the head with the mic stand. That's it. Yeah. Knocked his ass smooth out. <laughs> Shirley, was he all right? Shirley, you get hit in the head with the base of the microphone stand. Wow. The thing that holds the thing from falling over? No, he wasn't yeah. all right. It's flashing lights outside. It's, it's a bunch of show up. Jay's so mild-mannered, though. I, I would never think that about him. <laughs> he ain't that mild-mannered. Who's mild-mannered? I know he cusses a lot and stuff, but Jay got cuss- y'all fooled. He doesn't Man. seem like a fighter to me. <laughs> Work with Jay. I'm no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. A, that is right, Shirley. I'm not a fighter. I'm, I'm not. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, I'm a runner. Not as uh, fast as I used to be, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna get out of there. Yeah. Okay. But you're gonna get some licks then first. But these Karens, man, they're taking over. I mean, they're yeah. gonna kill comedy in a minute. The way they're going, comedy will be dead because this... you won't be able to say anything. Yeah, that was some nerve, some privilege, I should say, for her to yeah. think she could just do that, interrupt his his yeah, set and like happened, that. What happened to just leaving? If you don't like it, just leave. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why you gotta Actually, do all that? that? Yeah. You're yeah. on stage yeah. interrupting his performance. That is so crazy. <laughs> All right, so moving on, Steve, you'll be happy to know that Britney Spears is free. My time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Los Angeles, uh, Superior Court on Friday, Judge Brenda Penny terminated Brindy's legal, uh, Britney's uh, legal conservatorship after a long battle over whether or not Britney was mentally stable enough to control her $60 million estate. Judge Penny stated the court finds the conservatorship of the person and estate of Britney Spears is no longer required. Hundreds of supporters outside of the courthouse cheered and danced as they heard the great news that Britney is free. Britney posted to Instagram, Good God, I love my fans so much, it's crazy. I think I'm going to cry the rest of the day. Um, Britney's 39 years old now, a pop icon, and she added a new hashtag, uh, Freed, Freed Britney. So good for her. Yeah. A lot of people wanted that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another white uh, woman out there with all that money. Damn. <laughs> yes. Opportunity. Mm. That's her money. No, none at all, but just just knowing it's out there. Mm. <laughs> all right. And um, Steve, you'll you'll love this. DJ Khaled's latest business venture is a sprawling chicken wing delivery service with more than 150 kitchens in five countries on three continents. And it plans to offer boatside jet ski delivery. You can be chilling on your yacht, Steve, and order wings from Another Wing. That is the name of his business, Another Wing. And uh, a jet ski will pull up next to your boat with your delivery. If you don't live on water, the wings can also be delivered to your house. Another Wing will service New York, Atlanta, Houston, Miami, Los Angeles, Toronto, and Vancouver, as well as the U.K. and Canada, France, and the United Arab Emirates. Um, 
uh, Emirates and another wing will operate in a ghost kitchen. That's a new delivery only concept that is exploding right now. It's real popular right now. Yeah, so can you imagine wings? These wings right I love it. Wing. Instead of another one, another wing. Another wing. Another What's wing alert. alert. And another one. <laughs> another wing. We the best Which... wings. It's <laughs> coming. Go ahead, Khaled. That's cool. Bro. Congratulations, DJ Khaled. Yeah. Yes. What'd you think, Steve, on your yacht, chicken wings, hot wings? Uh, yeah, that won't happen, but yeah, the concept's great. <laughs> Coming up in about 20 minutes, uh, we're going to look into the mind of the one and only J. Anthony Brown right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. It's time for you to introduce your friend. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the darkness, J. Anthony Brown. The darkness, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Mr. Harvey. As you know from last week, I'm giving out holiday tips, holiday <laughs> tips. Today we're going to focus on paper goods, paper goods for your parties. That would mean cups, napkins, paper plates, toilet paper. Let me go over the list again, in case you don't know. You got a party coming up, you don't know what to have. You're going to need... Paper cups, paper plates, napkins, and toilet paper. Here we go. You want your eight-ounce cups. Do not go and have a party with them tiny-ass cups, okay? Well, you can only put one damn icicle in the cup. You got to stand right there and drink it up and fill it up again. Get the eight-ounce Dixie cups. You want the Dixie plates. Plates. Dixie. Now, I know you're going to race it out. No, no, no. Dixie plates. You want to be able to put meatball on the plate and damn meatball don't fall on the floor and bounce up and hit you in your damn eye. You want strong ass <laughs> plates, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want them little flim. If you put gravy on the plate and then the plate just flip over and gravy just drip off, you got a uh-huh. weak ass plate, okay? You'll okay. know right away. You yeah. want big ass napkins. You got big people eating. Don't come in there with them little ass, tiny ass napkins. Them little tiny, little <laughs> thick. You want a full, yeah, like a sheet. Eat. They got them. You want a full <laughs> cover. You want to be in there, pop it open like a bed, like a fitted sheet. You got to look for them. They out there. You got to find a, the biggest napkin you can find because uh-huh. you got big ass eaters in there, okay? Okay. Get a lot of them. Now, this is the most important thing about your holiday gathering. Oh, my God, I can't stress this enough. Toilet paper. Let me say it again. Toilet paper. Put several rolls in the restroom. Several rolls. Don't embarrass people. Take the plunger, stack them on top of that. That means you got your four deep. Don't put them behind people on that little tank back there. That's uncomfortable. Try to reach back there when you need it. And last but not least. Lord, that's a hard reach. You can't reach back there. You you cannot get that. You want bounty. Bounty is your strongest. Your strongest, okay? If you got a toilet paper, you can blow a hole in it. It's weak. Weak Weak-ass toilet paper. If you got a toilet paper, you can read the paper through the toilet paper. That's a weak-ass toilet paper. If you got a toilet paper uh-huh. that the paper is wrapped in over the toilet paper is softer than the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. 
if the paper that's wrapping the toilet paper is softer yeah. than the toilet paper, you got a weak ass toilet paper. <laughs> we gotta go. Just one little section. Come on. You can't work with that, okay? Uh, all right. Thank you, Jay. This has been your holiday uh, tips. I'll have more when I come back. Thank you yeah, very much. All right. Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Fans injured in the Astroworld tragedy, along with the families of some of the deceased, have filed more than 100 lawsuits against Travis Scott and Live Nation. Uh, Tragically, nine people died and more than 300 were hurt when chaos broke out on the first night of Travis's Astroworld Festival Festival in Houston. 50,000 fans packed into the concert and reportedly rushed the stage and crushed and trampled victims over a period of 40 minutes while the concert continued. The total number of lawsuits against the event's producer, Live Nation, reached 108 by the time Harris County District Court closed on Friday. The lawsuits not only target Live Nation and Scott, but also Drake uh, as well. Drake, of course, appeared on stage with Travis during the concert. So there you go. And stuff was going on. They just didn't know on stage. Well, you know, it's our legal system now that the the wheels of... uh... Uh, that sometimes turn just for the money. Uh, I don't know why y'all dragging Drake into this at all, because he appeared on the stage. But now it's just about, you know, you got you to you gotta point it at anybody you think has something to lose. You know, the tragedy is that there was nine people who lost their lives and 300 people hurt. Mm-hmm. Now, there's going to have to be some form of compensation. Uh, that's going to happen. You can believe that. And Live Nation, as a lawyer told me, Live Nation's lawyers ain't been to bed Yeah. since this happened. He said, trust me, they ain't been to bed. And now you're telling me that 108 suits have been filed at close of day. That's a lot. And it's going to be more to come. And uh, it's tragedy for the families that lost loved ones, the 10-year-old boy, the, yeah. the the mothers, the fathers, the sisters, the brothers, the friends. It's a horrible situation. Uh, it's going to be a while. Uh, know that. This story is going to get drug out. Uh, that's what all, both lawyers do that. Mm-hmm. And so the lawyers who are pressing are going to act like not nothing you can do can fix this. And then Live Nation lawyers have got to go, well, this is what we're doing. This is what we're willing to do. But to get to that number right there, to even start this, it will be a long time before they get to a number. Yeah. But when you have general admission concerts, you get, you're asking for a problem like that. You really are. But no one can predict Because you can sit like anywhere. This. I mean, people standing, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah, there's no way to protect this. I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah. if they would have thought this could mm-hmm. happen, precautions would have they been taken. Have but yeah. now, you know, some of the blame, mm-hmm. some of the blame mm-hmm. is on not the victims, but the party, the people who rush and charge and only have concern right. for themselves. I want to get to the front. Well, you in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how a stampede is from when it, the pressure keeps coming from the back. Mm-hmm. The stampede doesn't isn't drastic from the front. It's when it starts, people in the front start falling and the people in the back keep coming. Yeah. Right. Some of this blame has to go to the way people behave. Yeah, mm-hmm. your conduct you know. and behavior mm-hmm. as well. And, and yeah. it's sad that people aren't, aren't considerate. 
And then there are people who, um, let me tell you something. There are people who saw them victims on the ground, didn't do nothing to help them. Yeah, that is very true, mm-hmm. Steve. Mm-hmm. That very I'm true. going to the front, stepped mm-hmm. on people. You know you done stepped on somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That ain't no coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there were some people who were trying to stop. Stop pushing these people on the ground. Yeah. You better right. believe there are a lot of good people in there trying to get that mm-hmm. under control. Yeah. Things. Stop but the show. All stop of that. the show. Yeah. Trying to get mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. uh, production officials to stop yeah. the show right. as well. Really, really sad. Yeah. Travis Scott it's is just... still in his home in Houston, and just they say he's that, just really yeah. depressed and sad. Some people are trying to protest outside his home. Yeah, it's a lot. Be, yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, but on. you know, yeah. y'all you feel somewhat responsible. I'm yeah. sure, as an artist. Yeah. Well, yeah. you don't want anything to happen, but y'all no. outside Travis Scott's house. For what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Travis Scott didn't ask for any of this to happen. I'm almost certain he didn't and wishes this never had to happen. You protesting outside of Travis Scott's house, I got you want to direct your anger somewhere, but it really ain't at him. Yeah. So sad. All right. We're going to move on. Um, coming up next, it is the prank phone call. We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, well, about four minutes after the hour, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject, he's for the streets. Okay, we'll get into that in just a bit. Uh Uh-huh, he's for the streets. But right now, Junior is in for the nephew with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Junior? In for the nephew. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly, sure. I'm in for the nephew. It's Monday. He, he worked this weekend. <laughs> now I'm in for the net. Y'all know what's happening. This we know. Changes. I I know. I know. So what I do have for the net might well just be now. Look at here, Shirley. Here it is. Okay. Okay, Shirley. Here, here it is. This is today prank phone call. Here it is. Uh, 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 Jean. I got your girl. <laughs> Once again, Jean. I got your girl. Run it, cat. Hello? Need a Gene. Yeah, what's up? Who this? My name is Vernon, brother. What's playing? What's going on? Need to holler at you for a minute, my man. About what? I want to holler at you about your wife. So you got a minute? Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, I don't even know how to break this to you, dog. I just want to be straight up with you, man. Me and your wife been kind of seeing each other. And uh, really, she want to let you go, but she ain't, you know, she really ain't got it, got it up in her to say she want to let you go. So uh-huh. you know, I'm coming to you like a man and letting you know, you know, that uh, she really wanted to shut it down with you. We've been seeing each other for a minute now. Uh-huh. So I don't know how we can, you know, I'm just coming at you like a man, brother, trying to let you know she don't even really want you no more. You know, we, right. we done talked about it, talked about it, and uh, I'm just trying to get it all I know. I'm tired. Right. I'm tired of hiding with it, really. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, it's a lot smoother than I expected, player. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, long long as you, long as you cool. I, I thought, you know, I just want to be a man calling high, let you let you know. Have you seen her today? And where you from? From Jersey. I'm up around Newark. I mean, you said it's a lot smoother than you thought it was gonna be. Well, you know. Anytime some another man finna call another man about his wife, I mean, yeah, you don't expect it to be nothing, you know, pretty simple. That's for sure. I, mean, I didn't contemplate it a long time by calling you, so I, you know, today I just said to hell with it. I'm how you get my number? No, I've been had your number. I done had your number a long time. 
All right, now you say you looking. Um, it's a lot smoother than you thought it's gonna be. It ain't that smooth, but you know. You don't like, want. You know, like the, the the thing is, you got one up on me because you know my information. Now I gotta come find you. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up now. Yeah. You feel like? Oh no, nah, I'm gonna need to hold up. You uh, tell what you gonna say. Okay. You feel like you need to be looking for me or something? Yeah. Brother, look, look at him. Let's check this out. This is a decision that the wife has made. You understand what I'm saying? See, you have no reason to be mad at me about anything. You have no reason to be coming looking for me or any information on me. Because, see, when that happens, then it's going to really get stanky up in here. And I'm trying not to let that happen. That's why I'm calling you like a man, brother. Trust me, man. ain't nothing that I'm never worried about. Okay. Well, I'm just letting you know, man. I'm letting you know up front. She, we, me and her contemplated a long time, yada, yada. So now, you know, here we are. So I said, you know what the hell with it? I'm calling today. Y'all should have did this on the phone together. I'd respect the both of y'all a lot more. Okay, well, you know, and, and then, you know, if, if that's what it's got to be, we'd be face-to-face together, whatever it's got to be, man. So well, that's what I prefer, you know. Okay. So, but, but let me ask you this here. Where is going then? Once we both stand flat-footed and tell you how it is, then what? I ain't, I ain't going to never be flat-footed. Okay. Well, 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 flat-footed or upside down, any way you want to look at it, bro. I'm trying not to get into this physical part, but it seems like you're leaning that way with me. It could be whatever, you know. You could be on this side of the dirt or the other side. It don't make a difference. It, it, it never does, brother. It never does. When two bulls come together, one of them got to go down. Now, guess what? We ain't doing too much talking. You got my information. Guess what? Now, I'm locked, loaded, and hunting for you. You lock and loaded? There's no need for you to say it. There's no need for us to discuss anymore. Okay, cool. You know, mind, while, while we at it, man, let me go and drop it all on you then. Because it seems like we need to go and get it all out the way. You cool? Right. You know what I'm saying? I think you need, you know, matter of fact, if you want to just keep it all the way real, you might want to go take a blood test about Alana and make sure you the papa to that. All right. Feel me? Got it. So uh, I'm going to have your wife give you a call, man, because we didn't contemplate it too long and it's time. You do, yeah, you do that. You know my information, like I said. You said enough. You hit enough bones there. Now I'm really locked loaded hunting for somebody. So you know what? I mean, somebody got to go. What you Nothing mean? Near you. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's all this somebody got to go? What huh? You, what you saying? Somebody got to go. Somebody got to go, like... Okay, you talking about either me or you, one of us got to yeah. go? See, see, because see, you're saying the wrong thing, because what you must understand is if I've given you as much information as I already have, that means I have enough information to know where you are, brother. You know yeah. nothing about me nor where I reside. So if you're going to talk about lock and load and somebody got to go, then you're saying it to the wrong person because I'm already up on you, player. At, you got first, to... off, you do... At first off, you ain't really a north because you got a country accent. So second off, like you're dealing with a real street so however you want to handle it, you know my information. Guess what? I don't reside there no more. I ain't there no more. Guess what? Now you got to start from scratch like me. So i tell you what, man. On, Here go the math, man. You ready for that? You ready for this math? You ready, player? Math. Here go the, the math. math. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You've been pranked by your wife. I'm a killer. <laughs> Yeah, black man, chill out, boy. You you, you kind of had me scared for a minute because you really wasn't flinching. You Whatever you eating over there, you never did stop eating on it. Oh, I ain't going to stop eating. <laughs> I'm going to keep eating. <laughs> uh, I listen to y'all every morning. What's the baddest radio morning show in the land? The Steve Harvey Show. Ha! <laughs> yeah. Ha! Praise you. Got you. him down, Junior. What? Yes. Uh, Praise you. Right here. Ha! Honor. 
honor you. Come yes. on now. Oh, you're the greatest. You shut your ain't, you shut your eyes. Ain't, you think he's here? Really? Ain't, you I, got it. ain't I ignorant? Come on now. Man, You've never oh my God, you're great. Out here enough. Yeah, I know you don't. Please Come let on. me step in here. Oh my God, you're the greatest. Come on, re- ready to love. Come on. Oh. What about Steve's tone, though? Let me I know. Because we got to yeah. do it every day. It oh, my God. You're what? the greatest. What? I've never seen more what? talent than you. Oh, my God. And the and the way we have to praise and worship you after each prank. I can't believe. I can't it's believe. great. It actually replaces going to church, the praise and worship service that we have to do after each prank. It's amazing. My God. Appreciate it, Uncle. Let me, let me go right. Ready to love. Friday, 7. Right. Oh, oh. What? And, and you love. know about love. Wow. Huh? Huh? Come on now. Come on. You guys know Team Tommy is going to tell. Who cares? Hey, and also, hey, Tommy. Yeah. I saw your amazing YouTube video with all them little bitty-ass baby weights on it. You, you better, you better, huh? What? Wasn't I lifting them? <laughs> Wasn't I, I lifting them? I could not believe that you were doing that bar with no plates on it and then went over in the cable cross. You did one stack. Didn't you see it? 12 pounds on each side. God. Oh, my God. God, I'm strong. Woo. I'm not laughing. Woo. Uh, I'm laughing. What? 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 No, you all haven't show. seen my YouTube exercise video? Y'all ain't seen that? Oh, my God. What? It's what? the whole bar. Did it? Did it? Shut up, Junior. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. My name's Tommy. Junior, oh, okay. Back the neck <laughs> How stupid will you be, Tommy? What? How stupid what? will Tell you be? Tell you something. I, 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 I'm going to be so stupid. Um, Everybody I know gonna disown me. Huh? 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 All right. Thank you, uh, Junior, in for the nephew. Coming up next, it is the strawberry letter. The subject is he's for the streets. We'll get into it right after this. What? Shut up. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, sex, work, dating, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter because guess what? We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one (laughs) right here, right now. You never know. It could be yours. Well, I'm in for the NIF, so buckle up, hold on tight. We got it for you. Strawberry Letter. All right. <laughs> Subject. Thank you, Junior. Subject. Uh, he's for the streets. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 33-year-old single woman, and my older sister just married a man that's for the streets. I know you're going to say I need to mind my business, but my brother-in-law is a whore. When I graduated from college 10 years ago, I went to a party, and he was one of my classmates' boyfriends at the time. I was annoyed by him flirting and staring at me all night, I had way too much tequila, and he followed me into the bathroom, and I had sex with him in the tub. All I remember was trying to get out of that bathroom before his girlfriend caught us. Then I ran into him at a game, and he asked if we could exchange numbers and meet up sometime for dinner. 
I didn't give him my number, and I told him it was a one-night stand that shouldn't have happened. A few days later, my cousin called me and asked me to be a third wheel on a date because she was nervous. I showed up and saw she was on a date with the same guy, and I didn't go in. I didn't say anything to her about the guy. I called her two weeks later to see if she and the guy hit it off, and uh, she said he gave her an STI, so she dumped him. I was disgusted but relieved because I had gotten a clean bill of health after my encounter with him. Now, the tricky part is how he met my nerdy sister. My sister is very naive to be 35 years old, so he latched onto her and moved into her nice house within weeks. When she showed me a picture, I didn't recognize him with a bald head and sunglasses. She calls him Stephen, and everyone else calls him by his middle name. My cousin and I want to tell her that she eloped with the devil, but we don't know how. Do I let him use her and cheat on her, or do I tell him, do I tell her she's married a whore? Hmm. All right, not your place, not your business, okay? Uh, Seriously, I mean, you're right when you said that um, we would tell you to mind your own business. Normally, we would definitely say that. My question to you is why all of a sudden do you want to tell her uh, after she's already married the guy? Um, I I do think this is different because, A, it's your sister, and, B, both you and your cousin have had dealings with him. You both slept with him. You, because you said you were drunk off tequila. Her, I don't know why. But anyway, um, it's the whole timing thing that's off here. I I do get why you're concerned. It's your sister. Um, But did you not tell her because she eloped and you didn't get a chance to initially? Uh, because you didn't mention that in the letter. But what what about when they started dating and he was living with her in her nice home, as you put it? Where were you then? Where were you then? Why couldn't you, if you wanted to say something, if you cared so much, why couldn't you say something then? I mean, you had that window to bring it up, but you didn't. So I just think now it's best to let the situation play out. He is her husband, and I can almost guarantee you that uh, she's not going to take very kindly to you telling her that you and your cousin slept with him and what happened after that. Uh, She'll get mad. She'll get defensive because she loves him. This is her husband, and she's going to think you're jealous. I mean, that's just how the game goes. So it's nice if you want to save your sister, but um, I just think it's too much too late now. Uh, you got to let this one play out and just be there to catch her when or if she finds out. That's it. That's all you can do. Steve? Yeah, he's for the streets. Uh, lady, this letter is so confusing yeah, to me because I don't know what your angle is here and I don't know what you want. You're a 33-year-old single woman. Your oldest sister just married a man that's for the streets. Now, you don't say in all of this letter, okay, but yes, she does, so let me help you. I know you're going to say I need to mind my own business, and Shirley is exactly right. That's exactly what we're going to say. You knew it because none of this is your business, And I got news for you. I'm not really fond of the timing of it. And I have some conflicting information. But my brother-in-law is a whore. (laughs) W-H-O-R-E. My brother-in-law is a whore. Very important line. When I graduated from college 10 years ago, I went to a party 
And he was one of my classmates' boyfriends at the time. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Ten. He was my boy, my classmate's boyfriend at the time. I was annoyed by him flirting and staring at me all night. She mad. She's annoyed. But listen to the next line. I had way too much tequila. He followed me into the bathroom, and I had sex with him in the tub. Wait a minute. I thought you said your brother-in-law was a whore. <laughs> See, that's what you said. You said your brother-in-law was a whore. Now, we allow this type of thing on this show because of the terminology. But you call your brother-in-law a whore, and you say you were annoyed by him flirting and staring at you all night. Then you say, I had too much tequila. He followed me into the bathroom, and we had sex in the tub. I'm confused. (laughs) So why your brother, why he got to be the one? Why he get the bad name? Because she was drunk off tequila. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> I have more. All right, look, about. we'll have part two. <laughs> Gather yourself, Steve. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Strawberry letter subject, he's for the streets. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject is, he's for the streets. This very conflicting letter of this 33-year-old single woman whose oldest sister just married a man that's for the streets. But like I said earlier, I don't appreciate the timing of this and the conflicting information, so here we go. I know that you are surely going to need to say, I need to mind my own business. You do. You do need to mind your own business because none of this is yours. And I'll tell you why. First of all, let's start with the timing of it. My brother-in-law is a whore. Really? Okay. When I graduated from college 10 years ago, 10 years ago, they were at a party, and one of your classmates' boyfriend was this guy right here. Now, you were annoyed by him flirting and staring at you all night long. Then you say, I had way too much tequila. He followed me into the bathroom, and I had sex with him in the tub. You just said he was a whore. I'm just so confused right now. I promise you I am, but I'm going to read your letter like you wrote it. He is a whore. Okay. All I remember, now listen to this line. I was trying to get out of that bathroom, and you know why you was getting out trying to get out that bathroom? Before his girlfriend called us. So now, not only is he a whore, you probably think he real conniving and tricky, too. Because it's probably not you, but his you trying to get out of there for his girlfriend called her. She was your classmate, invited you to the party. Then you took her boyfriend in a bathroom and had sex with the whore in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. What you saying, little girl? I'm just reading you your letter. Then I ran into him at a game, and he asked me, could we exchange numbers and meet up sometime for dinner? I didn't give him my number, and I told him it was a one-night stand that should not have happened. A few days later, days later, now we're talking 10 years ago, y'all. My cousin called me and asked me to be a third wheel on a date because she was nervous. 
I showed up and saw she was on a date with the same guy. So I didn't go in. I didn't say anything to her about the guy. I called her two weeks later to see she and the guy hit it off. She said he gave her STI, so she dumped him. I was disgusted but relieved because I had gotten a clean bill of health after my encounter with him. Now the tricky part is, now he's met my nerdy sister. Your sister's very naive for, for, uh, to be 35 years old, so he latched on to her, moved into her nice house within weeks. When she showed me a picture, I didn't recognize him with a bald head and sunglasses. She calls him Stephen, and everyone else calls him by his middle name. My cousin and I want to tell her that she's eloped with the devil, but we don't know how. Do I let him use her and cheat on her, or do I tell her she's married to a whore? Now, let's go over a couple of things. First of all, to inform your sister that she's married to a whore, you're going to have to tell her why you know this. Then you're going to have to go 10 years ago while he was a whore, he took me into a bathroom at a party over my girlfriend's house that invited me there, and I was annoyed by him, but he took me in the bathroom, and since I was annoyed, I had sex in the bathtub with the whore. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So then, far, so good. Uh-huh. you're going to have to move up to y'all's cousin who ran up into the same whore and just in a matter of less than two weeks, had sex with that whore again. Mm-hmm. All y'all in the same family. Yeah. Obviously, y'all don't know a whore when you see one, nor do you know the definition of one. So now she got an STI, and now they felt relieved. Ten years later, this is a different man could be a totally different man. He even got a bald head. You didn't recognize him at all. Now y'all want to go in there and bust her bubble. Why? You don't know this man. All this that you had to happen was 10 years ago. This could be a totally different man right now. I can assure you all of us have some things in our past that are no longer uh, a part of us anymore. All of us. Yes, Lord. So you going back there to point this out is wrong. Secondly, how many times have men been one way and then some woman ends up with a better finished product? How many times have you dated a man and it didn't work out with y'all and you look up and he married somewhere now with a family? Now you look at him. She don't know him. Yes, she do. She knows who he is now. Y'all wasn't good together then, but now he married somebody. He's a different guy. So she got a better finished product. What you need to do, do I let him use her and cheat on her? No, you don't know what he's going to do. You need to mind your damn business and stop calling him a whore, you and your cousin. (laughs) Because it seems like in this letter, Mm. the whoring was consensual between more than one at the time. Now, if you right. don't want to be one, stop calling him one. <laughs> All right. You was the one in the bathtub. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hit us Let's up on Instagram <laughs> at Steve Harvey FM with your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand as well. Coming up next, Junior. 
and sports talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, Junior is here with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? Oh, my gosh. Week 10 in the NFL, (laughs) Pimpin'. What was going on yesterday, man? You know, I don't know. I didn't get as pimped around as bad as I did last week. But I ain't used to getting slapped, though. I just ain't. (laughs) (laughs) Man, let's just run through some of these I picked a couple of them, but go ahead, though. Yeah. Okay, man. Let's get it, man. The Cowboys beat the brakes off the Falcons 43-3. Anybody surprised? No. I just didn't know if they knew it was a football game. I just all mm-hmm. I, <laughs> Then we got the Titans over the Saints, 23 to 21. I know Tosh is hurt. You saw all right, Tosh. I told you. <laughs> you did, Pippen. You picked that one. You did. <laughs> this, this was a good game, though. The Colts aged by the Jaguars, 23 to 17. I thought that was going to be my upset game. I picked the Jaguars. Yeah, but then this this hurt right here, man. I don't know how you was feeling about this, Pimpin'. The Patriots beat the Browns 45-7. to seven. Why Why are we talking about it? Oh, you don't want to talk about it. If you know how I feel, why would you want to talk about it? I'm See the pain in my voice, don't you? <laughs> man. I understand, Pippin. I ain't mad at you, man. The Bills beat the Jets 45-17. Called no it. Man. You sure did. Hit yeah, a game no I didn't even understand. Nobody could give it away. The Steelers and the Lions, 16 apiece. They tied. I feel good about it because I wanted the Lions to win, and anytime the Steelers don't, it's a joyous day at the, <laughs> at the Pimp household. <laughs> I mean, they was giving the ball away, man. I, I had never seen the game like man. that, man. It was crazy. Nobody wanted that one. But here go one upset, Pippin. I don't know what they doing down there in D.C., but shout out to the Washington football team. They beat the Buccaneers 29-19. Man, ain't nobody see that coming, but I'm sure hurt, though. My boy Chase Young, man, might be out oh, for the yeah. season. I saw that, man. I'm praying for him. Damn. praying for him, boy. All right, here go one, Pippin. Come on, man. 34 to 10. The Panthers over the Cardinals. Shout out to Cam Newton. Cam is Shout back. out to Cam. Cam. Oh, Cam. Oh, Cam. Won't you jam for me? And I called it. I called you back, Junior. Yes, you did. You did, Pippin. I got the text and everything. Here we go, man. I don't know how this happened, man, but let's shout out to Philly. The Eagles, the Eagles over the Broncos, Pippin, you called, called it. it. 30 to 13. They did it. Got it. Now, here go one, man. I understand, Pippin. Chiefs over the Raiders, 41 to 14. Man. Yeah, I missed that. I didn't ah. see that coming. That's <laughs> All right. Thank you, Junior. Thank you, Pimpin. Coming up next, Comedy Roulette at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we go with Comedy Roulette. Um, These are your choices. These are your subjects. Things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2.30 in the morning. Things white kids say to their parents that black kids won't. Mm. And here's the last one. Things a coach says when he's lost all his games. All right, you got it? I love it. I love all of it. Let's spin it. Let's spin the wheel. Oh. Oh. All right, guys. 
I can't wait to hear these. Uh, it stopped on things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Let's go, Jay. Things you, tell you, <laughs> things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2.30 in the morning. I told mama I was going to take her to the doctor when I wake up. Damn. Good she ain't got to call here this time of night. Yeah. <laughs> Play it off. Play it off. Good one. All right. Things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2.30 in the morning, Junior. <laughs> I can't believe Amazon trying to find me to deliver a package tonight. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I like it, Junior. I like it. Steve, things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2.30 in the morning. Yeah, man. I saw the game. I know I owe you the money. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Calling him for. <laughs> We're playing comedy roulette. Things you tell your girl if your phone rings at two thirty in the morning. Let's go, Jay. You sure that's my phone? Yeah, that's be your phone. Yeah. Things you tell your girl if your phone rings at two thirty in the morning. <sighs> Babe, listen, I told them I'm moving in the morning. I ain't moving tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Call it here. Things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2.30 in the morning. Tommy, what do your drunk ass want now? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Pull yourself together. That damn Tommy, man. I just, I don't talk to him about this problem. Why he can't, you know he's stupid. I can't Tommy stand his Take one for the team on that. All right. Yeah, you ain't here. <laughs> right. That's what happens things when you, you ain't here. <laughs> things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2.30 in the morning. See, sometimes when you make a phone call early in the day, the phone will call you back to let you know that you're trying to call that person. That's what's uh-huh. happening. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? As long as she confused, that's all. <laughs> all right, Junior. Things you tell your girl if your phone rings at two thirty in the morning. Baby, I'm finna change churches. So I'm not doing this midnight prayer call all the time. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to yeah, that's churches. good, Jay. Midnight it. prayer call. I'm not doing this. I ain't that safe. <laughs> things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2 30 in the morning steve yes yes bring the pizza right up thank you oh really <laughs> i got a craving let me go on down here and get this pizza <laughs> this is a new company it's 24 hours <laughs> all right things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2 30 in the morning Woo. they must have found my wallet that's what that is. Oh, you lost your wallet, babe? Really? Okay. <laughs> they couldn't wait till the morning. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Things you tell your girl if your phone rings at 2.30 a.m. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> we That's both shocked. Who is oh, that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but just as shocked, though. Yeah. Where am I? All right, here we go. <laughs> Things you tell your girl, Steve. Come on and close it out. If your phone rings at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, baby, I always throw my phone out the window like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't I've done that before. Man, the phone scared the hell out of me. Woo. About the fourth phone I done threw out that window like that. 
right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is comedy roulette for today. <laughs> Coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. <laughs> out the part. That's out the part. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, the Duchess of Cornwall, we know her as Camilla Parker Bowles, uh, hasn't stopped talking about President Biden. Um, He passed gas in front of her at the United Nations Climate Change Conference recently. This is according to the Mail on Sunday newspaper. Camilla, of course, is the wife of Britain's Prince Charles and uh, is said to have described the president's flatulence as long and impossible to ignore. And she was so stunned by Biden's gassiness that she's been talking about it for days. We can't get a good Wait a minute. Biden Wait a <laughs> minute. Wait a minute. I have, I have, come, I'm coming here for clarity. Where's my music? David. That way, all that way. I thank you for having me. <laughs> the Earl of Altingham is here to straighten out this rather dubious matter. First of all, thank you for having me. Call us, shall I? <laughs> welcome, dude. You're welcome. Monica <laughs> Kelly, Anthony. Yeah, what's that to do? I am here to straighten it out. Listen to me. Okay. Every last one of these people in the palace passed gas. Every last one of them. It's a damn shame that they're going to blame this on Biden. I've sat next to the queen herself. She's blown the handles off of her Birkin bag before. How dare you sit here and act like this is new? Sorry, Earl. We got to run. We'll have more. Of the Steve Harvey Morning Welcome Show at 33 minutes clarity. after, right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so it's time for Would You Rather, guys. And uh, so, Junior, I understand you guys wanted to switch it up and ask Carla and I some Would You Rather yeah. questions. Yeah, because y'all always laughing at us. Let's just see how y'all feel. Because <laughs> you guys are comedians. Yeah, now forget that. No, <laughs> here, here go one right now. Uh huh. Be drop dead gorgeous and clueless or kind of cute and brilliant. Oh, I'm gonna go with the brilliant every yeah. time. <laughs> so you're kind of cute. cute. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kind of cute works, dog. All the time. <laughs> you gonna have to do cute. better. Brilliant. Hold on, hold on. You gonna have to. You gotta go with ugly. Oh, this is for the girls. We don't want to say, you know. Oh, okay, okay. So, because yeah. they girls, you gonna throw some soft questions? Yeah, I, I don't. Wrong. Well, I don't want you know. See, well, guys. first of all, these the questions Monica gave me anyway. No, uh-uh. Now you threw her under the bus. No, <laughs> no, the no, bus. no. But you no. use your own discretion. It's on the break. No, you have the ability to rewrite yeah. this thing. Okay. Don't you dare right. do right. that right. to yeah. Monica. You, you right. I do it. Okay. Here no. we go. These are just guidelines. No, here we go. Okay. Here we go, Shirley. This, this mm-hmm. is specifically for Shirley. What? Cook like a chef. Or sing like Whitney Houston. Oh, he sing like Whitney Houston. What? Yeah, because cooking like a chef is not. It could be Chef Boy ID. You be. Yeah, okay. I got news for you. Neither one of them is possible or likely. (laughs) (laughs) And we've had both. And they're the exact same. Hit it, Shirley. Hit it. And I. Uh uh. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not gonna happen. You think that's bad? You got to taste that steak in that crock pot. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> rice. Yeah. Oh, man. Jesus. We almost divorced over that. <laughs> All right. Here you go, Carla. Okay. Would you date Idris Elba? Yes. Or marry Bill Gates? <laughs> yes. You <laughs> would rather do both of those. What you say? Yes. I'm doing A and B. All of the above. Yes. That was funny, Carl. Okay. That was funny. Oh, she I said one. Yes. Mary yes. Bill Gates. Yes. I love it. I love Ain't it. No Carla, yes. Carla, Carla oh. Gates up in this thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, uh, this for both of y'all. Here we go. Uh-huh. Okay. Give up bras forever. Mm-mm. Yes. I'll be. Oh, give up lashes forever. B. Oh, B. I'm gonna answer that for y'all. B. There's no way they can give up bra. It ain't no way. They got you gotta take, you take them damn lashes off right now. I'm telling you right now. I would just do, and it would be right funny now. if they gave up bra. You talk about laughing. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> both of you. All right. Tomorrow we're going back to our regularly scheduled programming. Okay. Surely. I'm giving up that bra. I get some mascara. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we'll close out the show and get some closing remarks at uh, 49 minutes after from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. Here we are. Our last break of the day on this Monday. Countdown hey guys, to do you realize that next Thanksgiving week is Thanksgiving? Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yes. Wow. That's something, right? Wow. The kids get out of vacation on Friday for mm. Thanksgiving. It's break. crazy. Wow. This is crazy this year. It's well, this was the year, this was the rec- starting to come out of it year. You're right. So yeah. everybody been hustling, getting back balanced and focused again, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go I go places, man, that don't see no mask. I don't know what the, what's going on, you know. Yeah. But uh, the hospitals, are, uh, the hospitals are slowing up a bit. It seems to be some more people have gotten vaccinated. You know, cases are coming down. Cases cases are coming down. A lot of people have had it. They got antibodies now, so you can get it again, but it may not be as rough. So I'm just appreciative of all the hospital stuff. Hey, here we go, guys. Uh, I got a closing remark for you today. Okay. And um, this uh, closing remark that I'm going to do is something I found on the Internet by Bishop T.D. Jakes. And I tell you, man, when I found this, I started playing it. And I played it so many times till it, till it just made me cry. I was just sitting up by myself at my desk. And I just played it and, and, until it made me cry, man, because I was just feeling what he was saying so much. And it's, I thought it would be great to play for my audience because I want you all to hear something. And the reason it it affected me so much is because I was having a conversation with a young person about they were going through some things. And, you know, the guy kept telling me, man, I don't want to go through this, man. I don't want to go through this. What I've learned in my life is to get to it. The only way to get to it is through. Listen to what I'm saying. The only way to get to it is through. I've tried everything, y'all. I promise you I've tried. I've tried to go around it. 
I've, I've tried to go under it. I've tried to get over it. See, when you try to get over something, but you don't go through it, it resurfaces. If you try to get around something, you mean avoid it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to resurface. It's going to show itself again. If you try to get under it, go up under it, circumvent it. When you pop up, you're going to see it again. The only way to get through it is through. And this young guy kept telling me, I don't like this, man. This is uncomfortable. I said, I got it. But young man, you got to go through it. I said, I said, man, you remember the other week I was talking about, I said, I just learned to embrace the suffering. Oh, no, I ain't finna suffer now. Oh, hold on, partner. Hold on. You're not going to suffer? I was listening. I saw this online with Bishop Jakes. Now, I'm going to play this for you on the radio right now, what I heard. And I'm going to play it three times in a row. And the reason I'm going to play it three times in a row is because in case you don't quite get it the first time. And then if you sort of get it the second time. But I'm only going to play it three times. I've listened to this thing, I'm telling you, over 20 times. And every time I hear it, it's most impactful. This is for anybody that's going through it right now. This is for anybody that's questioning what's happening to them on your journey. I'm going to play this. This is my buddy, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Go, Dave. I have never met anybody who became incredibly successful in any area of their life until they have suffered and sweated and sacrificed and kept their focus and fought through tears and trials and tests. And if you have a dream and you commit to it, it will come to pass. I have never met anybody who became incredibly successful in any area of their life until they have suffered and sweated and sacrificed and kept their focus and fought through tears and trials and tests. And if you have a dream and you commit to it, it will come to pass. I have never met anybody who became incredibly successful in any area of their life until they have suffered and sweated and sacrificed and kept their focus and fought through tears and trials and tests. And if you have a dream and you commit to it, it will come to pass. Man, see, that was so powerful to me. Because after Bishop Jakes described what happens, that he said he had no, he don't know nobody, nobody, man, that ain't fought through tears and suffered and sacrificed and kept the focus. But then after describing all this hardship, he said, but if you stay committed to your dream, it will come to pass. See, that's the part, man, which gets me to the part where I was saying, man, but I got this from Bishop Jakes. I, and I, I texted him. I told him, I said, bro, he, I, sent him, I sent him the clip. I said, I saw this about you. This really, he said, wow, thank you, man. But let me tell you something, y'all. I said that to say this, in order to get to it, the only way to get to it is through it. You're going to have to go through something. It's, it's, you, you're not exempt. And it ain't just you. Bishop say, I've never met anybody 
anybody that became successful and they didn't go through it. That's it. You got to go through it. That, but if you stay committed, your dream will come to pass. Those are my closing remarks today. Hope y'all got something out of that like I did. Wow. Uh, have a great day. We'll see y'all tomorrow here. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 